I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. I'm a nocturnal animal. God concentrates on the young black man who make the nigga speaker shake. The nighttime is busy. Word to Aunt Kizzy is the time we get down. Yo, son, you know the sound. The flavor's on the top with the rugged beat to back it. The night makes the aura and the J can't hack it. The way the moon dangles in the midnight sky and the stars dance around. Yo, I think it's fly. Intensity. Most rappers don't see it, spirit-wise. Musically, you gotta be it. Hey, welcome to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast. Your host, Rod and Karen. Saturday morning. Yes, sir. Yes, feedback. Yes. feedback. In the house, um, so it's feedback time. All you guys who wrote the show, donated all that stuff, is it's your show. You guys sponsored this, and uh, you know uh, the official weapon of the show is the Taser. Unofficial sport is Bullet Ball and Bullet Ball Extreme. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the people that gave us money to do this show. They're awesome, and we need them. Christine L., thank you for the recurring donation, Christine. Robert L., no relation. Thank you for your recurring <laughs> donation. Uh, my man, John C., man, uh, college uh, roommate, um, he donated to the show one thank time. You, donation. Sweet. Thank you, John um you know normally i just take his money in fancy football you know what i'm saying <laughs> and then i just use that as donation well you know i'm doing you know <laughs> you guys know the story um damien j just kidding damien jackson who I, I am for real recurring donation of course marlena a uh she has that recurring donation uh shirley huang esquire please say the esquire you better recurring donation um Keith R. Recurring donation. And uh Antonio A. With the one-time donations. It's like his one-time donations are recurring donations at this point, man. Thank you so much. We do. Everybody who, uh you know, put in on this, man. We appreciate y'all. Sincerely, uh, it's definitely how we get down, man. Uh, without yep. y'all, we wouldn't be able to, uh you know, to function. So To do this. Yeah, exactly. Getting bills every day, guys. And y'all help offset that shit every yes, day. Yes, you do. Um, all right, man. Um, feedback. So we got reviews on iTunes and Stitcher. We plan to read them as long as they're what, Karen? Five stars. As long as they have five stars. <laughs> uh, we also have, um, some emails. Okay. We got some voicemails. The voicemail num- number is 704-557-0186. Uh, we also have some comments on the website, votes in the polls, comments on your votes in the polls, like a bunch of shit to do here today. Woo-hoo! With no further ado, let's get to the, what do you want to do? Reviews first? Yes. All right. Um, you go to iTunes and you, you, you go to findtheblackouttest.com and you rate us five stars and then you write a review. It's that easy. And we'll read it on the show. Even if you hate the show. Episode 638, Cliff, Cliff's Notes Nukes. Rod, you are so right. This is by CSD8204. Rod, you are so right about us folks in Hawaii complaining when we had to drive over 15 minutes. Yeah, I, this is a crazy episode, but I remember saying something like that. <laughs> so everything was all over the place. I live in a place called Iwa Beach, and when my friends around the island invite me to stuff, I'm like, come over to your place for the Super Bowl party. No thanks. Why? You live in Pearl City, right? Man, that's a 20-minute drive. <laughs> I ain't driving over there. When I'm back on the, in the mainland, what we call the CONUS, uh, I guess continental U.S. or something, 
um and driving from atlanta to my hometown swainsboro that's the longest three hours of my life oh lord three hours he about to pass out great episode y'all talked over one another a lot but that just made it more of a regular conversation between friends scarfinger medium talk is still the realest interview i've ever heard next to dave Chappelle, lip james lipton one well thank you man honestly Aww. for that uh compliment on the review on the interview mm-hmm. um i thought it was a good interview um and uh yeah it was a lot of, it was a lot it, of talking yeah hard to get a word in edgewise they was talking yeah dream team don't care about the calm they just ah! uh they gonna get them jokes out and you got to get in where you fit in first and fave five stars by firstborn 313 i've been listening to you guys for a little over a month and i have to say this is my favorite podcast period my brother introduced me to you guys on a road trip home and i immediately fell in love never really listened to podcasts before and i have to say you guys were my first and fave keep up the good work and don't go changing all right we'll try not to change we will blue pawn says five stars fantastic Black excellence in my iPod, Rod and Karen, are very synergetic. Very, wait, synergic. I about to say synergetic. I don't even know what that means. Either one. Well, I synergetic, don't. I know what synergy is. But synergic, yeah, that's I, what we do. Yeah, I about to say we was going uh, jamming the holograms there. Synergy. <laughs> uh, we also got some five-star reviews on Stitcher Radio. Um, you can go to stitcher.com. Uh, you can uh, search for the Blackout Tips and uh or you can just go to google the blackout tips doc uh the blackout tips stitcher radio and it will mm-hmm. come up we will and scroll to the bottom it says write a review you can leave us a review with five stars and we'll read it on the show mm-hmm. same as the uh, itunes thing entomology said five stars new listener long time twitter follower i follow rod on twitter for some time now but i recently started tuning in to tbgwt on the strength of stitcher needless to say i wish i'd been listening a long time ago I love Rod and Karen's sense of humor and the realness in their commentary and Karen's guffaws in the background. I especially enjoy that they have other people that I follow on Twitter like Dylan. It's like getting a little more of these folks' personalities than what Twitter offers. Keep up the great work, folks, and congrats on making business moves. Well, thank you, Entomology. Thank you. Uh, Entomology. Not, and then, um, wait, Entomology. Sorry about that. Um, but yeah, um, for sure, man, we love having people on, you know, uh, you know, a lot of times we'll just get people from Twitter and stuff. Um, sometimes it's hard to get people from Twitter because you never know, like, some people, I think they just go to Twitter as almost like recluses, like, I don't know, I have to talk to people here. Yes, but, I don't really have to interact face to face. Right. Yeah. But, uh, some, the ones we get, man, I think, uh, it helps them. It does them a service because people become aware of them that might not have been aware of them before. True. And if they do something like comedy, have a blog, a podcast, a business, um, I think it spreads the word and, uh, people like supporting stuff that they know, you know, where yes. it's like, oh yeah, Dylan, I know about him. He's the dude that shits on himself in Black History Month. Like that might make you go buy a ticket to that comedy show. That's true. That's true. And that you will enjoy him. And uh, sometimes we have a list of folks and hopefully we can get most of them on. And it's just one of those things. But we just enjoy introducing you guys to new people. Uh, Ken, Ken the Terminator says five stars. Stitcher made me do it. Ah! Rod and Karen run things on Stitcher. You want funny? Check. You want guests? Check. You want swords? Nope. Listen to Rod. Listen so Rod can get that tippy. That's right. Uh, five stars, money bags, hags. 
five star says i love this show i found this show seven months ago i have been a loyal listener if you want the news without some of the liberal pc hand ringing that can get annoying this is the show for you unfiltered raw and if you're a premium member you'll have a hard time even listening to all the content listen now <laughs> do what he said he's not fucking around anymore people mm. they done got serious in these streets money bag you done piss money bags hags off y'all you better fucking you better do what he says listen now she's gonna get serious in a second um so uh we also got comments on the actual episodes on the website theblackouttest.com uh you can leave comments there um uh, we read them you know we also have polls you can leave comments on your poll vote you can vote in the poll leave comments there if you want to we read those too we do <sighs> all right let's start we have uh comments on episode 637 keep your crazy this is where we had a person that we would like to keep their crazy away from our show yes um let's see well kinda's finest howard uh writes in i think i can better explain the point i was trying to make with the comedy diversity issue now that i hear your outlook on it the reason people like seinfeld and people like cbs refuse to add diversity in their comedy is because some bits of humor don't always translate over in a palatable way as you said, great amounts of comedy comes from conflicting viewpoints, but more often than none, uh, said dichotomy is written from the paradigm of one side, which ends up making one side or even both look like exaggerated tropes of each other. When it comes to white versus black, it can be humorous up to a point. At some point, the audience will have to deal with the serious schism between both parties. You can probably make the racist grandma or grandpa somewhat humorous, if at all possible, but no amount of laugh tracks can lighten the mood when they have to deal with things like racial profiling or just out and out racism as for stand-up comedians like jerry seinfeld unlike larry david they hesitate to bring in comics of different backgrounds simply because much of their brand is built off being safe and non-threatening black comedians even at their least melancholy tell jokes that have a certain level of cultural exclusion in their experience larry david knew there would be a cultural disconnect and built off it of it for a curb your enthusiasm um yeah i still think no matter what you're still cutting jerry seinfeld slack mm -hmm. and giving excuses yeah like i know why they don't do it i'm just saying i don't applaud him for not doing it that's all you know i would applaud larry david because i'm like that's brave you actually included a different point of view into your stand-up i mean into your your art form and that's cool you know like that's why i like him um someone like seinfeld that just kind of whitewashes his entire universe um where he only wants to keep to a certain type of comedy there's some people that will appreciate that for me personally i expect more and i want more from my comedians so that's um, true and and it's just one of those things where anything no matter how racially sensitive or insensitive it is if it's done properly and correctly it can be funny yeah this is the same like like i like i don't think your thesis really applies because we've seen these same jokes on office the yes. office mm -hmm. uh we've seen these same jokes modern family you know mm -hmm. there, there's jokes on there about gay people different uh different races different um religious views even mm -hmm. like like these things make for tv going back as far as like all in the family and shit like the jeffersons yeah, yeah. like this this is not like what you're saying is this is not sacred territory or hollow ground like th these are things that are just 
in the american diaspora of comedy and he's avoiding that to which i don't think is particularly brave it you know i i always say that all artists should have their own space and Mm -hmm. um they should do whatever but you know if someone wants to be critical of that space and they go hey man you don't put any you know minorities in your shit that that's a fine critique you know and if his critique is well i just don't care then then people can judge him by going well this guy doesn't care and i like my i like for people that i like for the people i support to care you know that's all yeah um i think people just get way too defensive of that shit and it's weird to watch comedians get defensive because i know they're like what they're really thinking is i wouldn't want myself to be questioned like this if i was in this position but what they should be thinking is the reason your ass probably can't get a spot is because nepotism anyway you know like there's so many people you're funnier than but they're better friends with some other dude and that's why the fuck you'll never get on because they don't it's you know comedy is no longer about um who's funny yeah it's no longer about who's the best it's about who's the best friends and it's who knows who and it's almost became almost like a corporate thing you know how in corporation sometimes the people that get laid off and fired ain't always the best at their job it's right. who's closest to the boss yeah yeah and it's getting to be like that you know I, you know I'm, you guys can listen to a bunch of shows with comedians and see but it's funny because they don't recognize that with the seinfeld shit it's just mm-hmm. funny where it's like well from the top down this is how it looks Seinfeld doesn't go, I'm not going to have any black people. He just goes, I'm going to have my friends who none happen to be black. Not too many black people, not too many women, not too many this, not too many that, right? Mm -hmm. Dad's right saying, Rod, what do you do to these niggas? It makes me wonder, what do all these guys who react like this have in common? Lack of confidence in themselves? Their perspective has never been challenged in such a way before? Maybe they're just bitches. Um, He's talking about, I can't remember his name, Lewis from cali um who was calling in and leaving some weird voicemails and stuff um and howard says it's weak ass bitch an option um howard is literally responding to everyone's comments now what's going on ah! man? calm down miss christopher says hello i just wanted to be a responsible friend to give you guys a follow-up on my email on saturday she wrote an email saying that uh jay impossible white man of the show Mm -hmm. didn't get enough thirst in the chat room during her time (laughs) and i I didn't even know if miss christopher was in the chat or anything i don't think i was like i don't think jay would put you up to this the scenes you know because we've had miss christopher you know go hard on our behalf and then we'd be like that's not what we was wanting so i was like maybe jay you know didn't have nothing to do with this she says, I in fact spoke with Jay and she did say that she is gaining more traction and I even, and I even I have finally forced her to give me her Twitter handle at Jay Brownie. Uh, it, it is private, but I believe if she gets enough requests, she may cave and we can finally drag her out into the Twitter light, which is a, which in ah. reality is darkness, but you know what I mean, right? Oh, and if you have her on Facebook, shout her out for getting member of the month for her fitness club. And yes, it is a cute picture, winky face. Oh, I hope everyone had a good Valentine's Day or unValentine's Day, jump off day, ah! BJ day, whatever you celebrate. I pray that condom use was high and plan B use was low. Hugs and kisses, Miss Crystal. I agree, ma'am. Yeah, she is going to get Jay this work. Oh, yes, yeah, she is. She is going to make sure. Uh, 
let's see here linda says these face these voicemails from lewis from california sound like the type of speech someone would say in a quentin tarantino movie right before he shoots the entire room up be careful you guys and uh Ah! and and, uh howard responds to this in the words of morpheus then let us pray i was wrong i don't even know what that means the poll was are you watching the winter olympics yes or no yes i love it yes but only because nothing else is on and no <laughs> yes nine percent of people say yes i love the winter olympics yeah there are a handful of people they've been tweeting about everything mm-hmm. yes but only because nothing else is on 14 percent. so not or, much or difference. slash no then mm-hmm yeah and no 77 percent of people are like fuck that shit i'm not watching them boring ass olympics yeah i didn't really watch it i just uh caught old dude with the pink eye the tickler the tickler says clearly i'm one of the only uh niggas that love to watch the slalom moguls ski jump luge and bobsled all my yardies big up your bobsled team summer olympics to me are boring i could care less about track and field any motherfucker can run i want to see people do that crazy shit well good luck <laughs> yes have a good time i won't that. lie i don't really want to see either one i, I don't really watch the olympics period Mm-mm. um let's see here we have uh episode 638 cliff notes nukes where we had uh rashani scarfinger jay from the dream team on uh we had a couple comments here uh butterbean says these dudes stepped all over rod in this episode with kind of a weird like slashy face (laughs) yeah it's it's a struggle man you work all day on these these random thoughts and you be like yeah i'm gonna try to mm, okay all right we'll see it's like mm. Well, the timing of that joke is gone. But, uh, yeah, it's like Hungry Hungry Hippos of, of conversation. Ah, you have to yeah. move around them. If you ever listen to the Dream Team, that's kind of how it is. Mm-hmm. They, like, they, they go hard. Uh, Howard says, one, why do you have to pick an alarm tone for your phone? Isn't there a functional app that lets you use one of your MP3s as a ringtone? Yeah, but why would I do that now associate this song we're getting up and it's no longer my favorite song true i tried that shit and then i started hating songs that i fucking love me i'm the opposite i slip right on through them so i need something that attacks me and be like wake your ass up yeah nothing worse than this even if but even if i sleep through it there's nothing worse than now associating childish gambino with being late for work <laughs> true fuck that pick pick a, pick one of those sounds to hate the whole number two, the new the Navy nuclear incompetence issue scares me because it reminds me of the classic John Woo film, Broken Arrow. Yes, it was the Air Force instead of the Navy, but what's scarier, the idea someone could screw up and turn Utah into a fallout zone, or that someone could turn the po- turn the poison the entire Pacific Rim with one wrong push of a button. All right. Um the poll was Is E forty a great rapper? yes no never heard of him I tr- yeah true i think you got a whole generation of people that's like who is he 47 percent of people say yes he is a great rapper i'm assuming most of those people are rashani Duh! under different aliases to get the votes i see what you did play you went to different computers that's fine 37 percent of people say no he's not not a great rapper and 16% never heard of him. So that's a 53% ratio of people going, no, he's not great, which sounds right. Ah! Rashani says, hell yes, he is. His raps and style are unique. 
the stories he comes up with are perfect portrayals of his town and he is constantly on his grind also the simple fact that while many people talk about his slang you often find people utilizing them in urban situations you smell me like i said the fact that he has been extremely successful with his underground endeavors many times over lends to the idea that he is a success don't equate the fact that he doesn't get play on the east coast to his level of talent yeah that's not why i don't think he's talented i mean you know why i'm not a fan uh omar hester says i agree with the previous commentator commenter e40 is a legend the fact that he is as known as he is now is a testament to his talent he has helped influence and progress hip-hop culture in a multitude of ways however the most specific is that he continues to represent himself his talent and his crew in a way that expresses him uniquely i put him in the same category as twister now, i think b omar hester is also the shining because ah. he's brand new he's never left us uh a, a comment before mm-hmm. never left and, us comment before and, and it's one of those things too where we have like a complete um different generation a lot of younger generation mm-hmm. may have never even heard of this dude and i know for me uh i'm always surprised whenever they have like the bt boys or the cypher and i and every single time i don't even remember what he looks like but every mm-hmm. single time i always ask Roger, who that nigga he would eat for that like oh next year who that nigga that's e40 oh so you know i can't speak for nobody else but for me um and i guess because and the thing about it is that i do like some west coast music it's just the fact that when i think of west coast music and i I, I, probably because i don't live on the west coast he's not one of the rappers that immediately jumps out at me Mm -hmm. uh well you know he's quite mandibulous some i don't know some slang i just made up the tickler says e40 is the worst and trying to comp- compare him to magoo and odb sh- shows that deep down you agree none of the them niggas is any good yeah i said it mark the goddamn date a nigga from NY done shitted on a member of the woo what nigga b-boy stands <laughs> erica says ah. laugh my ass off e40 is the worst he has a song in which he states jesus christ had dreads so shake them I ain't got none, but I'm thinking about growing some. Wow. That's some classic line right there, hip hop. Ah! Nick Ju says, you niggas gonna stop talking about my heroes, nigga. 37 exclamation points. Man, I guess growing up in the Bay gave me, gives me bias cause I love 40 Fonzarelli. And that makes sense. Yeah. Well, he is black attachalist. So, ah! I'm sure that's probably leads to a lot of why she likes him. And his black attachalistness. Um, six thirty nine, the gayest show ever. Um, uh, we talked about a bunch of stuff on here. Um, a whole new, bunch of stuff. New spinoff show, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wakanda Finder says, "Let me start by saying I wish you still played music at the top of the actual episode, as the Sylvester classic you make me feel mighty real would have been perfect to open up at, or close the show with. Check Spotify or YouTube to hear what I mean." Second idea. Uh, no, Harriet, we're not going to do yeah, that. Yeah, we're not going to do that. Just let you know. No. Second idea for a premium show, one where you just do reviews of impossible white man films. I mean, the rules already separate them from superhero movies, so there's your excuse. Besides, I'm sure the boys over at Three Black Geeks will be glad to help you on it. Uh, well, yeah, we're already working on that, uh, anyway, but, uh, you know, um, and uh, I don't know three black geeks, man. I haven't listened to them. I don't know what's, what their thing is. Um, 
if they're into the impossible white man or not and if they can accurately judge it you know but uh i don't know we'll see third in the case of all of the gay related news i applaud michael sam and his bravery that being said i would like to yell a healthy fuck my life after hearing the news that juno star ellen page has come out of the closet my inner 16 year old is crying why you want to fuck ellen page is that i don't know i guess i don't see it with ellen page like she looks like a kid to me like that's why she's you know playing shadow cat she just got that kid look no matter how old she gets she still look like a kid so i don't know i didn't i mean good for her coming out but i just never had that thing you know and she always came off kind of asexual in all her roles so maybe that was it too i don't know i just never associated her with like this sex pot uh anyway back on track i really hope clay aiken at least runs for public office i mean no schadenfreude german phrase for happiness at the expense of others when i say i can't wait for the attack ads uh the north carolina attack ad for him being gay yeah i wonder what those attack ads are gonna look like that's gonna be crazy i wonder mm. how they're gonna what his uh, opponent's gonna do more and i think as more and more uh lgbt people start like running for offices and things like that and start actually winning it's gonna be interesting when people go against them are they gonna straight have a flat election with them or are they gonna straight just ride on that homophobic in people's heart to win mm-hmm. yeah because we we've definitely had a who was it clay hagan clay hagan i think got labeled as an atheist here and that was a and big thing been riding it too. and it was like what would that even matter her ability to govern you know what no, i mean same. but people down like that was a one of the things they hit her with and, and she wasn't even an atheist i don't believe but it, it didn't matter they were like she took money from atheists she is an atheist y'all it's like okay yeah, people take money from all kinds of uh areas and locations because money is money when you're trying to raise it yep just coming out of the closet give michael sam an advantage over other picks yes teams will be more apt to pick him now no teams will view it as a distraction or it won't matter to teams one way or the other teams will be more apt to pick him seven percent of people think teams are going to be like he's gay we need to get him on this team because you know the nfl is very progressive like this i'm not in that camp culture of progression liberal you know the left-wing liberal leaning nfl Mm -mm. no teams will view it as a distraction 80 percent of people said come on <laughs> like, yeah, I'm, I'm teams are gonna group. move them down like oh it's gonna be too gay yeah regardless if it's the truth or not they don't care they like mm-hmm. it's just gonna be too much they're gonna be asking me about gay stuff every, I every single time i have a press conference on my way i can't go on tv i can't do an interview they go i go on the radio i know fuck it i'm gonna throw a touchdown with him being gay Come on. uh 13 percent said it won't matter to teams one way or another i think that's optimistic um prince Laurent says the gms and personal directors in the nfl like to call everything a distraction and this may be a distraction at first but who gives a fuck it's the nfl full of the most easily distracted motherfuckers on earth then will they will <laughs> ask every player how they feel about having a gay player in the locker room and i don't believe they have good intentions when a player got kicked out of his first college for beating his girlfriend they don't ask about that yeah uh-uh. exactly that's what's crazy to me uh-uh. is like they will never go through the Steelers roster and go, what do you think about playing for a quarterback who's been accused of sexual assault four Come times? Come on now. They'll never do it. But they they'll ask n- people how they feel about Michael Vick and them damn dogs. Yeah, they'll never, but you know what I mean? Like they'll yes. never do, um, 
forget it even the dog shit they stopped that after a while but like they but they you'll like i'm saying like they'll never go through this for um because because you know i think dogs that's a crime right Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, let's say um a dude punches his girlfriend or something and and, and i guess in my you know? mind mm-hmm. i'm sorry i guess in my mind that's a crime too but it's how they look at the crimes mm-hmm. the, you know i maybe it's just i might be looking at it wrong but you know it's like nah, it's just everybody brings up michael vick in any discussion like this yes. and I like i don't really like michael vick's one of those people that i'm not trying to save because like what he did was fucked up it was so i get why like i got why that became a big deal he was that talented and all that shit but i'm saying like there's other stuff that people do they don't go down the roster and ask every man on that team about when there's uh uh what was it get the guy the wide receiver that killed someone with a dui yeah they didn't go through the team person by person and be like what do you think about the dui and him killing that dude dante starworth i think they like they just don't they don't do this okay. shit for other shit but this guy is just existing as a gay person and they're gonna go ask this person and then it's gonna be like see it's a distraction it's I, like I see what you it, it doesn't have to be if the if they if no one would just fucking ask questions you wouldn't need 57 opinions on the shit you just go this guy's gay and he's playing football the end but you know if you ask 57 people this question at least one or two of them are gonna say something stupid True, and the fact that uh, what he's doing is not a crime, mm-hmm. but yet everybody acting like it's such a distraction when shit that happens is real distraction. Uh, like you say, DUIs, uh, drugs. I'm not for the record. I'm not even saying those are real distractions. I just want you, to, you know, what I'm saying I'm not saying those are distractions. I'm saying it's funny how people want to say him being gay is a distraction and the other things aren't is what i'm saying you know like oh this dude killed somebody in his car that doesn't count as a distraction in the nfl yeah, true i think it's sad but true but yet you want to make somebody not even committing a crime a, a detraction i mean a um distraction a distraction yeah. which which to me makes no sense it, it shouldn't matter yeah it's weird man but it does is then and i think because it's- yeah, go ahead. Uh, no problem, but I think because the the way the media is set up, they'll make it a distraction even if it's not a distraction by constantly putting cameras and recording and shit because they feel like that's a news. In the media mind, it's a news story. And as far as they're concerned, fuck it. If it's a news story, we all about it. It's weird because such a personal life uh, issue. It's not an issue for everybody. So it's like if Ben Roethlisberger got ma- when he got married, they didn't need to go through the locker room and go, so you got a problem with him getting married? no everybody's just like yeah okay you got married that's what people do mm-hmm. so and and honestly i think this in right now in this moment this seems like the biggest deal ever if we could fast forward a year i promise you no one's gonna give a fuck no they're not if he's good then people are gonna be like he's the best fucking good openly gay dude period in the game that's it if he's if he's mediocre like you know which most people are in their first year um people will just be like he's mediocre and he's gay if he's terrible he'll be terrible and gay mm-hmm. but we won't give a fuck once football starts because something else will pop up a hundred other things will pop up before then and we have such a short-term memory and yeah. what about that people don't understand does like, anybody talk about Matt tail anymore because it don't matter i don't even know what team he's on at this moment mm-hmm. i forgot no. i want to say san francisco or something or san diego i don't remember he he 
it didn't matter like i didn't him getting catfish that huge story that it was it just did not matter once football started and i i think that's the great equalizer is if football can do away with accused being accused of rape killing dogs being accused of murder or obstruction of justice duis uh beating your girlfriend if it can do away with all that shit then it can do away with this yeah, somebody, Sonya, was asking about Ray Carruth. Was he a distraction? It's one of those things where they didn't go through the locker room asking everybody in the locker room. Well, no, nah, they did. They oh, did. Because th- that's, that's right. Cause Here, at least, I, I well, 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 I can't speak for, ev- for everywhere else. Yeah. But also, you have to understand, back then, they didn't have the social media presence and all that stuff to well, do now. it was a first. Yes, yeah, true. It was a first. I mean, that story was bigger than football, honestly. Yeah like that that story was like the more you find out the crazier it got but it got real crazy yeah. yes but yeah it's just funny though because when you say distraction i'm thinking yeah dude murdered the mother of his child in cold blood and then that gets on the same level of distraction as this dude being gay oh, ain't that crazy crazy you 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 talking about dude that like i think he like left the state they found him locked in the trunk of a car yeah. that get the same distraction it's somebody's sexuality okay um says uh gms gms and personnel directors in the nfl like to call everything a distraction okay i already said they will ask every player how they feel about having a gay player in the locker room and i don't believe they have good intentions when a player gets kicked out of his first cop for beating his girlfriend they'll ask about that but they are so eager for their opinions on another player's sexual orientation. The media probably would be disappointed if the team accepts him with no issues. Lastly, I'm not correlating being gay with being a woman beater and fuck everyone who has been comparing Sam to these other fuck ups. Yeah, that's the thing is you're, I know you're not comparing it to that. You're, but, but the hoopla around it is comparable is true. It like this shit seems like he, like they're, they're making it into something negative. Just from making people hear about it a lot but i think it'll be fine and i think this is only interesting this week it, it was already dying down by the end of the week yes sir honestly like i forget what the, the the next story was but it was something that was getting a whole lot of play and people were like yep oh that that dude that uh we talked about on balls deep that dude that uh got uh uh charged not convicted of the yeah uh, darren sharper yeah. yeah um five uh so we got episode 640 Mm-hmm. uh we had a couple comments we had mike kaplan on this episode uh he was cool he's always fun um love listening to him mm-hmm. um, just talk yeah this brain works so crazy man we had a couple comments with Condor's finest howard says i don't know why this came to mind but since you talked about stand up and valentine's day was this week well if you don't know why i came to mind then i'm not reading it chuck spears says i saw mike at a taping of totally biased it was a fun experience it was maybe a week ago before they canceled the show. I was supposed to be in the audience that week too. I was in the hip hop sign language game, so losing bad. Anyway, I hope W. Kamal Bell gets another chance at the spotlight. Mike gets uh, the next round of Comedy Central Presents Half Hours. Yeah, I was actually surprised he answered my question about who would you take out of the half hours because he knew all those people. Yeah. But uh and he didn't know that one. I thought he was gonna be like, Well, you know, he didn't get it. But he was just like, I take him out and move myself in. I was like, that I I like the honesty of that because that's what everyone would do. Yes. The poll was, How are you doing? Pretty good, thanks for asking. Twenty eight percent. I'm hanging in there. Forty four percent of our artists is hanging in there. Not too good, actually. I appreciate your concern. Nine percent of people. And none of your business said 19% of people. You jerks. I was just trying to be nice. We just wanted to know how you was doing. 
it's none of our business now why you gotta be an asshole 20 percent of the audience you guys know who you are wish i could see the names for the votes i cuss all y'all out individually <laughs> last time i asked you guys um uh and the last poll last episode was snow day 641 me and karen just talked and talked and talked by ourselves mm-hmm. in the snow uh howard says one me thinks the school protests too much in the case of the yoga pants there was a school that wants to ban young women from yoga pants to school i mean really this can only be a result of one of two things a some pissy oversensitive mom is mad that the girls in the yoga pants are causing her precious little baby boy to start looking at girls or b the principal is an r kelly fan uh two seriously god is the third person in your marriage look i'm gonna try and be as terse as possible because this is your show and not mine i mean well this that that, that time passed five comments ago howard but fuck each and every last one of these people that say this kind of shit to throw in the boot in the bo- in the both antiquated and borderline schizophrenic logic of, fu- of fucking deity watching your marriage in the wings does not cause people to have better marriages it causes paranoia it causes stress it causes distrust it causes lies it causes the very things you hope to prevent divorces in the words of elon james white yeah, i don't want to die i just want him to fall i don't want him to die i just want him to fall down um yeah that was a uh, republican um i don't remember what what office he held but some some politician who was like god is the third person in your marriage it was like oh shut the fuck up and it was like and this is why it's against gay marriage it was like because god was be the third person it's like well wouldn't he be the third person in everybody's marriage even the gay people's true anyway should high school girls be allowed to wear yoga pants to school yes it's fine no it's too much very close poll 57 percent of people say yeah it's fine 43 what do y'all got against yoga pants 43 percent of people said no it's too much and all of them were scared to leave a comment yeah so i feel like when that happens a lot of times i feel like that like it sounds weird but that makes the other people right you know what i mean with the people when the people that protest this know like i better not say shit yeah because it's gonna be stupid so i don't know oh four soldier left us a comment on uh episode two of our off-season reviews brand new spin-off podcast yes sir this one is about the walking dead season four part one and he says great new show as a premium member i'm getting more for the same low price what a bargain but on the topic of episode seven i felt the same way you did rod about mitch and the governor killing his brother and then recruiting him to be his right hand man it was poorly written and took me out of the show yeah i yeah yeah for a moment man it did because i was like you know like that i don't know like what kind of relationship do you have with your brother where somebody can kill him and then you join up with that guy after just a brief you know conversation uh but maybe they were running out of time and they just were like look we don't have time to build this shit up over and over true because they just kind of hinted that that mitch was crazy but it was kind of like you know you didn't really see why he was yeah crazy. i didn't feel like he yeah. was that crazy to let his brother die over some bullshit you know yeah, probably something they may have written out and didn't have to cut out mm-hmm. of the uh storyline once they actually um decided to put it on tv yeah i would have just not made them brothers you know i don't know who Maybe wrote that part or friends yeah or... either you have to not make them brothers or you need to make mitch way more fucking evil True. you know what i mean like you need to make mitch like the evilest nigga in the game so it's like oh of course he wants his brother dead he don't give a fuck 
uh there's no way you kill my family and then expect us to be comrades afterwards the walking dead is a great show but that was a big hang-up that was poorly designed in the in the big battle that was soon to come yeah yeah i agree man i mean i love that show but yeah that was one of those moments where i was like that that doesn't even make fucking that's crazy like you know it's just like as a person with a brother no uh all right we got um we got uh people that that called and left uh voicemail so we should play those mm-hmm. uh we got quite a few actually let me um actually need to close this and open this back up so it downloads all the voicemails give it a second people um but yeah you can leave voicemails at 704-557-0186 uh keep them under three minutes we appreciate everybody that does that uh that way you know it doesn't get too crazy like even on a day like today when we have a lot of voicemails uh let's go ahead and play some yep quack quack rod and karen it's howard ts2 anyway to i would like howard also left uh voicemails after leaving comments on every episode of the show (laughs) and comments comments to the comments to the comments (laughs) on every howard what the fuck are you doing man calm down a little bit bruh breathe <laughs> he was on twitter like that dude from lewis is crazy leaving all that stuff for the show i was like how would you've already left two <laughs> me- like this like this is like an hour after the feedback show you've already left like twice the feedback is that dude come on man we ain't going nowhere i promise black, black, and karen it's howard ts2 anyway to i would like to give out a public service announcement to all the crazy uh feedback contributors, especially you, Lewis, as someone who essentially got bad from emails and made a few horrible voicemails, I would like to all give you a subtle word of advice. If you all want to know if you have made a bad email or voicemail to Rod and Karen, go on Spreecast and watch the feedback episode when either your voicemail is being listened to or your email is being read. If Rod tilts his head to the right and rests his hand rests his head on his hand while massaging his eyebrow with his middle finger and just his eyes are just low low and he's just looking down from the camera you have you have given you have wasted his time. You have fucked up this morning. So uh yeah, if you send an email, do like I do. Go into Microsoft Word and edit it. If you got a voicemail, write it on a script. There's no shame in going off the script. That's what they tell me to do all the time. So uh yeah, these ah! are the announcements, govern yourselves accordingly. Later. <laughs> Next question. I'll keep my thoughts to myself. What up, Rod and Karen? Uh, about the whole cheating thing. Uh, he right back. You've heard about this happening, Rod. Damn or seen it, this Howard. Between dudes. But have you seen that dude who, like, you know he's not cheating? He's not even thinking about cheating on this girl. But he tries to maintain the image of he might be cheating to his boys just so he doesn't like a symptom. He's not cheating on her. You know he's not cheating on her. You know because you probably know him better than the rest of these dudes, or for whatever reason, you know he's not cheating. But this dude won't will lock his phone, keep changing his password, or won't give it to his girl. 
even though we you know he's not cheating or even talk or even is talking to other women, but he just wants to maintain that image that, you know, he's not, you know, catching feelings over this girl. Have you ever, have you seen that? Cause I had a few times. Cause I think that's one element of this whole, of that whole discussion you had that I don't think was covered, but, uh, yeah. Your take on that issue, Rob? I don't, I don't know what to say anymore, Howard. Just uh, <laughs> the next one, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah. We've had enough feedback from you this week. No comment, sir. Hey, hello, Rod and Karen. This is MD out of LA. Um, just wanted to call up and let you guys know that I really appreciate the show. I really enjoy the show, and I'm glad you guys are uh, are still going strong. I mean, I started listening about a year ago. Uh, just looking for black podcasts. I found you guys. I found through you guys a whole bunch of other podcasts that I really enjoy. Um, and I just wanted to, you know, give you guys some uh, some props, man. So, and also, not everybody from California, particularly LA, is crazy. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh man. Well, we knew not everybody from LA was crazy. From Cali is crazy. We knew that. But, uh, yeah, I appreciate, uh, the reassurance sometimes. Uh, next voicemail. Hey, Roddy. Hey, Karen. It's Nikki from Arizona. I just wanted to call in and tell you guys that I went to sleep listening to the show and I had a dream about the show. And I must have been, I must have like dozed off during Guess the Race or something because in my dream, it was me and L Brothers. He's, for some reason, he came to visit me in Arizona to get more racism to use on Guess the Race because he was saying, like, ah. his racism needs to be up the notch. And so it was a really weird dream that L Brothers would come visit me, and we were sitting in a parking lot watching white people come out of Walmart, and he was just not, like, just jotting down notes. Random dream, really weird. But then again, I did, um, I am in I did, like, hurt myself, and I took a uh, Percocet before I fell asleep, so that, maybe that has to do with it. Oh, and happy Valentine's Day. Um, if you celebrate me, I every year for Valentine's Day, I give all the bitter bitches at my job a nice card and a cupcake because it makes them feel better, and it makes my work day go faster and more easier because bitter bitches do not work well on Valentine's Day. Want to know why they don't work well? Because they want to sit there and talk about how they have no one who loves them, how they ain't got a man, and how they wish a man would get them something, and then they hate on the girls who got something sent to work. So I always bring them something that makes them happy, they work well, and I don't have to, you know, ask them to just do your job. Just do your job. I understand no one loves you, but I mean, you know, I have patience for me these things. Well, okay, there goes my little rant about that's over. Obviously, you can tell that bothers me. And let me get to work. And it looks like I'll probably be five minutes late. It's all right. Black History Month. Talk to you later. <laughs> Rodney Karen. Bye. Peace. Peace. Um, and yeah, that is a crazy dream that Leonard Brothers ever need any help with his racism. Is I mean. He on top of his game. Yeah, he's pretty much ahead of the curve when it comes to this racism shit. He's, I feel like he would be walking around like Johnny Appleseed spreading racism to y'all. Did you get a voice? Mean, not a voice. Her name? Yeah, that was Nikki. Nick, oh, yeah. from Arizona. Yeah, Nikki from Arizona. Okay. Um, all right, next voicemail. Hey, guys, this is uh, Stephen Richards out of Beaumont. Hey, man, I was listening to your show that uh, 
the guy at show ever or whatnot. Hey, man, uh, you guys really were on to something about that uh, that, that uh, hippity hop group at Dead Press, man. I tell you, hey, hey, man, hey, some of these guys, man, you know, they got a lot of displaced anger, and I just don't understand it. You know, you know you're supposed to go to school, and you're supposed to learn a few things and all that. Hey, I understand that you think that the system is corrupt, but, buddy, I tell you what, you need to learn basic skills in order to get where you're trying to go. And that's what they're trying to do at the school system, okay? It's not about trying to try to uh, train you to be a servant for the white man or all that kind of stuff. Hey, man, I tell you what, I just don't agree with those guys, what they were saying, man. Hey, Rock, you, you did a good service. Hey, man, hey, y'all, y'all are the friends, man, I tell you that. Y'all are my friends because I tell you what, man, uh, this type of conversation has happened a lot. And I've had to explain to a lot of people, you know, why this is, uh, you know, why this type of stuff is relevant, okay? I just don't get, you know, why a lot of these guys are so damn angry, man. I tell you, just about going to school, that's why a lot of these people, you know, don't think that uh, that uh, you guys, I mean, well, not you guys, but uh, a lot of people don't think that, that a lot of these young uh, uh, urban teens you know, want to learn things because, you know, uh, people come in school, they don't listen, and they try to fight the teachers, and they get mad when they get taken out in handcuffs and things like that. I don't understand it, man, but hey, it is what it is, I guess. i tell you that. Hey, you guys have a good one, and uh, I appreciate you uh, breaking this song down. Have a good one. Uh, no problem. That was uh, Stephen Richards calling about the song Day Schools. We broke that down. Ah! on uh one of the episodes um we talk about uh dead press and the lyrics to day schools and how they about 60 seconds in just completely lose track of all the good shit they had going at first mm-hmm. uh next voicemail hey Rod and Karen, it's uh steven richards again hey man uh hey guys i wanted to let you all know uh you know uh, i thought about what i just said now i, I don't I'm not trying to offend anybody. I hope nobody got offended by what I said. Uh, but you know, there is a little bit of truth to it. <laughs> right? uh, but anyway, hey, hey, Rod, you're knocking it out of the damn park today, man, on this, uh, this episode of Gay Show Ever. Cause, hey, man, uh, hey, fellas, I hope you're, you listen to what Rod said. By the time you play this, it's probably going to be too late for you guys. Okay. It's back to a seller's market. Okay. <laughs> hey, those legs are locked up tighter than a master lock. You understand me? But hey, hey man, I hope you guys listen to what Rod was telling you. I hope you took, uh, his advice and asked that young lady out. You know, she'd take her out and everything like that. Hey, it's like you said. Hey, you might get to third place, you understand? You might get some grits and eggs and sausage in the morning, okay? Hey, you might get kicked out that night, depending on what your performance is. Personally, I carry blue pill everywhere I go. But hey, oh, guys, God. hey, I just hope you fellas listen to what uh, Brother Roger was saying, because, hey, he was dropping some knowledge, as you guys say. Hey, man, I love it. Again, this is Stephen Richards. Hey, you're knocking it out of the ballpark. And as long as you're you're knocking these points out of the ballpark, man, I'm gonna have to keep calling in, and I'm gonna have to keep just uh, you know, co-signing on what you say because I just can't help myself. I don't have any damn self. <laughs> I don't have any damn self-control. All right, well, uh, again, this is Stephen Richards. So you guys have a good one. Thank you. Oh my God. 
uh thank you so much for calling steve we appreciate yes, it man we do uh, i always look forward to those calls uh got another voicemail so what nigga supposed to feel sorry for y'all because y'all under snow and shit <laughs> you know what uh was keeping the news and it said uh it's snowing in 49 out of 50 states guess what state is completely snow free that's right that's right florida same florida y'all talk shit about same florida y'all laugh at yeah it's the same florida that is not snowed in it's the same florida that is not stranded on and we don't we not abandoning our cars and shit and walking home and shit this is the same florida that's not 20 degrees below goddamn zero this is the florida that's at the beach this is the same florida that's barbecuing this is the same Florida that, swear to God, walking outside with our T-shirt and our tennis drawers on. You understand what I'm saying? Yes, yes. You know, <clears throat> I had uh, a little thing, you know, um, I supposed to do. Um, I owed y'all a voicemail from last week. You know, um, a lot of y'all out there was going to suck a dick. I swear, a lot of y'all was going to suck a dick today. But, um... Uh, Fortunately for y'all, um, I lost my little list, you know, my little Tippy Award list. Yeah, goddamn it, I know the goddamn Tippy Award shit is, is you can't vote no more, but goddamn it, I don't care. I still had a list. And, um, <laughs> let me just say, a lot of y'all motherfuckers dodged the goddamn bullet, man. A lot of y'all niggas dodged the bullet, niggas. But that's okay. That, that's okay. Because uh, I'm going to find that goddamn list. And when I do, I wouldn't give a fuck if it was in the middle of March. Let me find that goddamn tippy award list. Y'all gonna suck this dick. Fuck what I tell you. Y'all gonna suck this dick. Um, anyway, um, I'm going to continue to laugh at you motherfuckers. Because y'all motherfuckers don't know what the fuck to do. And all you motherfuckers just look miserable. And, uh, until further notice, all y'all can, uh, suck the peninsula. Alright? Black out who took nation. One love. Alright, um. Jeez, I know what to do. Stay my black ass at home. That's what, that's what I do. Uh, yeah, I still have heat in my house, but more importantly, man, I think she highlighted on something that, uh, I, I have been thinking for a while. Uh, you know where else it never snows? Well the pit of hell aka florida obviously <laughs> obviously um next voicemail and last voicemail please don't be good nervous. morning rod and karen it's rj from colorado what is um, up just wanted to do some feedback no. as always you guys are doing a fantastic job um what was it oh the uh episode with the dream team loved it and it reminded me um especially with the discussion of uh biggest loser 15 their winner and your comment about how you should get like people who are like super big and people who are super skinny and just like duke it out like they have to eat like each other's food or whatever um there was a show over in the uk called super size versus super skinny where they did that um, 
but I always imagined like them fighting out to like the Star Trek uh, battle song <laughs> with like Captain Kirk and um, oh I forgot old dude's name but you know what I mean um, but yeah they had that show running for like at least like maybe I think I want to say 10 seasons um, it's on YouTube but it's pretty interesting they isolate the people for like a week and they have to exchange diets with each other so it's pretty pretty awesome but I like your idea better um, but anyways just wanted to call and leave some feedback and show you guys some love um, keep up the good work and stay safe um, I know you guys are getting a lot of snow we haven't had any snow here so I'm doing a snow dance to make it come back this way towards the mountains so, you guys take care. Have a good one. Bye. Bye-bye, sweetie. Bye, RJ. Thank you for calling in. We appreciate it. Um, <clears throat> and we are staying safe out of the snow, man. We've been absolutely fine, man. Mm-hmm. So, uh, let's see. I think the last thing is voicemails. Yeah, voicemails, people. Um, oh, voicemails? You mean emails? Emails, people. We have emails. I think the last thing is emails uh lol from jay aka impossible white man of the show oh my god please don't listen to miss christable see ah! what, I t- what i tell y'all i was not looking for thirst she is so bad she messaged me after the show specifically wanted to know what the thirst levels were i cannot believe she just created a match profile for me in this feedback ha 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 ha, ha a lot of house fyi i'm single impossible white man jay I can't believe she's single. She probably just turning niggas down for dates and shit all the time. Of course. Why well, I got time for you? I'm about to jump off an airplane. Yeah, Jay look like she got standards and shit. She be working oh, out. Oh, her standards is high. Yeah. Yeah, she's like, mm-mm. What are you doing? I'm climbing Mount Everest. Fuck right. you, nigga. Probably trying. Hey, hey, girl, what's up? In street harassment. And then she just take off and run like a 4740 away from you. Of course, because she can. Uh, Keep your crazy, says I hear. I was listening to the feedback show and I was thinking about Jerry Seinfeld's comments about race and what's so crazy to me about his view towards diversity is his best friend and fellow comedic legend is the great George Wallace. George Wallace was the best man at his wedding and I believe is his son's godfather. Mm. Which is funny because that's what people are using to say. Well, he's not racist, to which I don't think he's racist. No, I don't either. That is that Gawker article's fault for trying to make him a racist for not caring about diversity. True. And I feel like that's so fucked up because no one's going to ever really discuss what happened because Gawker basically tried to ramrod the man. Yes, they did. And that might have a lot to do why he was very defensive. Yeah, well, no. In the article, no. The video is not from Gawker. The video, oh, the, the video. Okay, the he, I think he got overly defensive, in my opinion, about something that really it, he was insecure about. I think. Oh, so if you read it and you didn't see it, your yeah. viewpoint would have been skewed. The article made it sound like he said, "Who cares about diversity?" Okay, okay. You know okay, what I mean? And now, he yes. didn't. That's not how he said. He didn't. He said basically like, "I care about funny more than diversity." Yeah. But he didn't care about diversity pretty much at all, you know. But it was just funny because they they framed it so bad, man. But yeah, I agree. I I mean, because people end up bringing up George Wallace all the time. But it's like, well, that's only if you thought he was some type of raving racist asshole that you would think he didn't know any black people or didn't couldn't have a black friend. Like, true. I don't think he's racist. Me a lot either. of people don't care about you know people of all genders, races, cultures. A lot of people just go, I don't. I'm not going to think about race. 
I'm just not going to. It's not going to be my thing. Uh, I'm going to talk about these certain subjects and not this one. And I'm never going to really try to step into that. So, you know, and, and part of that may look like I won't be having any black comics on my show, you know, True. or not a lot, you know. How can someone be so close to an African American who is clearly funny and not have him on this show? Maybe Jerry's old and he doesn't run in the same circles with young, up and coming Latin, Arab, Asian, and black people. But you got this guy right in your face and you don't ask him? Uh, maybe he asked and George didn't want to do it. Um, also, um, is the series over? Like, is it an ongoing series? Maybe he'll have them next season or something. You know, if I was Seinfeld, I mean, obviously he's not, but I'd pull a Larry David and have nothing but young black comedians in my car for the next six weeks Mm -hmm. just go to extreme opposite uh it's almost as if you are purposely going out of your way to not have black people on your show even if you don't know who is hot one would think if you wanted to be more inclusive you would ask george wallace if he knew anyone of color that was funny right now maybe i'm overthinking it i just feel that if he wanted funny people or of of color he would go find them and it wouldn't be that hard great show by the way rod and karen thank you yeah and i agree if he wanted it it's that he yeah, doesn't yeah, care no which he said if he wanted to he, it he, wouldn't be hard he made no. it sound like it'd be some arduous task to find a funny black comedian Mm-mm. he just don't care and, and don't want to go look yeah and not caring basically looks like not having black people on your shit true uh the best how come not caring never ends up with like <laughs> you know how come it never goes the other way is what is funny and that's what I was trying to convey to Mike Kaplan uh, on the show was like, it's funny because to me, this highlights what white privilege is because you can say, I don't care about race. And that looks like having 12 white male comedians on my show because they're funny. But if you flip that shit and he had 12 black comedians in his car in a row and was like, and someone asked him like, why do you have all these black dudes? And you say you don't care about race? Yeah. First of all, it would have come up is the question. Like Mm -hmm. you, someone would have had to ask, like people would have been asking two and three comedians in, like you don't have any white dudes on this shit. Um, and then three, uh, or two, whatever number I'm on now, he would have been like, um, if he would have answered it with, well, I don't care about diversity. People be like, bullshit. You must care. It's the only way you found this many black people that are funny. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, so like it's a bad thing at that point point yeah society is a little bit has that double standard now let's be real with it man um the best 15 dollars a month i spend in my life from robin aka bell zero one one uh hi rod and karen i'm a subscriber what i'm not gonna give up what i'm not uh, (laughs) i'm a subscriber i'm not gonna give up (laughs) i'm not gonna stop what keep on subscribing uh i recently I recently became a paid subscriber Tuesday, uh, 11, 2014. It was the best thing I ever did in my life. I'm a poor graduate student, but after months of listening to your podcast, I finally decided to upgrade me and buy to your excellent material. Your podcast makes me laugh. And I think I knew I had to subscribe for premium content. When I listened to episode 638 cliff notes, nukes, and you played the Darth Vader. No, and say i am he said i feel sorry for your mother from minister society 
I died laughing and said that I needed to support both of you. The first thing I listened to for your premium content was off-season reviews about The Walking Dead. I love this damn show and glad that y'all do too. I am fishing through all the content and it is pure gold. It is a it is five stars all around. Kill with the great work and keep that black excellence staying strong. The black girl who's broke, aka Bell zero one one. Oh, thank you, sweetie. Thank you so much. Uh, that means a lot. Thank you. Yeah, man. Honestly, uh, I love when people just at this point, if you're just getting premium, like you got 140 shows to pick and choose from uh interviews where we talk to certain people mm-hmm. uh reviews of <clears throat> movies and tv shows like you guys have your pick of the litter at this point chris d chris from hawaii writes in great episode of medium talk number 19 so i talked to uh sarah wendell of uh smart bitches trashy books that was a great interview thank you Great episode. I'm an avid reader and have always sort of looked down on the romance novel genre, but no more. I love when I can change minds. Bought him at the closet. The discussion, the discussion was so interesting and it's great when you have a guest who can articulate their interest in a way that holds the listener's attention. Yes, Sarah was good, man. Mm-hmm. Like I barely had to say it. I just set her up and chill out, man. She had such co- complete, concise answers and uh was very knowledgeable very um and you know and especially like i love when people don't shy away from like well what do you think about race or this or gender or sexual fantasies like i feel like a lot of people they're just like oh uh, freeze up i don't want to talk about that i might say the wrong thing and she wasn't like that and she was excellent and and honest and and cool like it was just a really good conversation man it was you know also cool to talk to somebody that you know she's an entrepreneur that started this website and now that's how she makes her living like that's amazing and your questions constantly drew out answers from sarah that was so in-depth and insightful great show great guest and great interview chris from hawaii thank you he also writes this lip smacking good nine and ten karen Mm -hmm. as i said months ago i first listened to this show because damn it i'm paying for premium so i'm listening to everything i don't blame you but this has quickly become one of my favorite premium shows. The guests are always great and the topics interesting. The same way I count Karen's tanks in the regular episodes, I now count <laughs> the number of times the guests go, that's a great question. And, I, mm-hmm, and I'm at home going, yeah, that is a great question. Yeah, Karen always does ask people questions. It's like, I don't know if they just don't be expecting it or because it's a food show or what, but then it's always like, oh. No one's ever asked me that before. It's like, that's right. Because <laughs> my mind is constantly ticking. Mm-hmm. You're doing that research. I do. I do, y'all. It's, it's, it's more work than people think. Breakfast for dinner is something I do for my time, from, for myself from time to time. We got to get them on the show. Yeah, we do. We do. I have to reach out to them. That's my fault. So I was interested in the episode for ideas, and Nicole and Karen didn't disappoint. Mm-hmm. chef shelly was a great guest as well and that's a cool concept raiding someone's pantry and creating dishes using only what's on hand great shows great guests and great host yes uh the one for uh with with the people for breakfast for dinner podcast mm-hmm. that one was fun because we actually talked about uh they live in austin texas so we got to talk about south by southwest and a lot of stuff going on in texas that i just didn't know about and i had a great interview with them the interview i did with uh, chef shelly was actually fun because she actually has a youtube page where she actually goes to her friend's house and she uh raised your pantry 
mm-hmm. which means she actually goes goes in and prepares a meal based uh, strictly off of off of the spices that you have in your refrigerator. And she was telling me that she can tell a lot about uh, people and the people that live there based off their spices. And it was a, a great and wonderful interview. I love doing the show, and me and Roger are working on getting some more great content for you guys. And I clear if you pay for fifteen dollars a month. Please listen to everything or at least try it out because there's a lot of people that go, well, I'm not a nerd, but I love uh, the nerd off. I don't like sports, but I love when they talk about sports. You know, it's just one of those things where you will be surprised at what you like. So I thank you for everybody that's going premium and I thank you for everybody that's going to go premium probably considering it. Uh, I know a lot of times people doing their tax returns and a lot of people are like, look, when I get my tax return, I'm going to do it. It's one of those things where... You help really literally keep our boat afloat and you help keep our dreams alive. And we thank you everybody for uh, supporting us, keeping um, our dream going. Yep. And uh, also, if I say so myself, the shows are great. They are. So you should check them out, man. If you like this show, uh, I'm sure you like, you know, different formats, different topics and stuff like that. And I, I, like, I really like when people say, I didn't think I was going to like this or yeah. this, you know, this spinoff show eh, I wasn't too excited about. And then it's like, Oh, wait a minute. Um, it, I love Rod and Karen. This is fucking great. You know, I forgot that, uh, you know, that, 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 that I, I enjoy ta- listening to them talk about anything and, mm-hmm. you know, listening to us get a chance to interview people that we're interested in. Um, you can learn so much, um, listening to us review stuff and whatnot. It's still the same wacky shit. And even people that I'm sure like, I'm not a nerd. I don't like sports. I don't like, you listen to our show. It's not, it's not, we're not trying to do our best ESPN impression. Oh, we're just no. doing us talking about those topics. Yes. You know? And we present it to you and just, just the manner that we normally present it to you. And it's one of those things where people will actually get into and start looking and, and branch out and learning that, Hey, this is a part of me that I didn't know existed or start, uh, you know, picking up comic books and things like that or watching television shows that mm-hmm. are more nerdier than they normally would watch. So it's, it's, it's really just been a fun ride uh, with you guys. Yeah. Balls D sports was like three and a half hours yesterday. Um, yeah. And, there was no football. You know what I'm At saying? At all. That, that's how fucking silly and ridiculous that oh, show got. We had a got. great time. But we had a good time just talking shit about stupid shit. Like, it's just fun. So, uh, new business problems from Tony says, what's up, Rod and Karen? Congrats on the growth of the TBGWT brand. I hope you keep that good content coming with you becoming a business. I hope you don't go AOL or Papa John's. I don't know what that means. We don't need you all cutting each other out of appearances just to skate your responsibility to provide health care, <laughs> nor, <laughs> nor any of that raising the cost of premium to pass on your cost to us. But for real, keep it up. Good people. Tony out. Thanks, man. Thank you, sweetie. And Emil writes in Michael Sam slash dead president slash band in yoga pants. Hello, Rod and Karen, my favorite whiskey and apple juice drinkers in the podcast land. Yes. I agree with your assessment of the coming out of Michael Sam. He probably saw that it would be an issue, so he came out to get in front of it and get the shit out of the way well ahead of the draft. I don't buy the argument that it's a publicity stunt. Yeah, see, that's the thing. The only thing worse than coming out of the closet, and I mean worse in quotes, obviously, mm-hmm. is being outed. Because, like, then all of a sudden it's a scandal when it shouldn't be a fucking scandal. I'm gay. The end. But it's going to turn into, oh, he was secretly gay. Oh, no, how are teams going to deal with this? You know, where it's like, if you just come out and go, I'm gay, 
end of the discussion so if you see any videos of me dancing with my shirt off or hugging some dude i don't want to hear no fucking he's being exposed is he gay would teams want to deal with this you know the way the nfl is this probably hurts him more than it helps him in the sense that if he does get drafted i have no doubt that it will be based on merit but if he doesn't it would i would be suspicious that the owners coaches gms and other players view of, of his sexuality played a part yeah yeah one thing oh go ahead sorry no no i'm just I'm, I'm agreeing yes and also i think too is that this right here will actually make a break how people view the nfl you're gonna have some people that's going to support it no matter what which is the average fan but you're gonna have some people to go y'all homophobic yeah another thing people didn't take into con, con that we didn't discuss and i meant to discuss this on the show but we talked about so much religion in sports is so ingrained in this country you know what other workplace do you have to pray before you take the field they don't give a fuck like they don't go all right guys we're gonna pray to a different deity today it's jesus every time you know what i mean so like this is a a a sport that is uh heavily influenced by religion no matter how antithetical that is to what happens on the field and off the field sometimes like it's ingrained in there so we know religion can be one of the main purveyors of homophobia not that i think any religious any religion has to be homophobic but people take people use it to spread it so yeah i think a lot of times you end up with shit like this where people are like uh yeah this is um gonna be a tough locker room for this guy to come in because we've been you know religifying it up for the last few for whatever years so i can see how it might be an uphill climb um Let's see, I would have suspicions that, uh, yeah, but I don't think he'll go undrafted. He just may slide down the draft. He's still pretty good. Oh, yeah, they'll draft him. Uh, let's see, uh, it makes the cut and exceeds expectations. Uh, okay, yeah, I certainly hope that the young man makes the cut and exceeds expectations. Wouldn't it be something if an athlete, the stature of LeBron James, Kevin Durant, or Aaron Rodgers came out of the closet? These are athletes in their prime at the top of their sports, unlike Jason Collins, if they weren't signed. It would lay bare the homophobia of the sports establishment or because they're so good, it would force organizations to defend them to the fans by keeping them. Yeah, that would be crazy, man. It would be crazy to see what that what would happen with that and how people would react to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the thing with Jason Collins is of anybody, you could argue more that his was a quote unquote publicity stunt, even though I, I, I don't really like that word. But for people that say, well, this is going to help you by coming out of closet, it'll help you get back. He didn't get another job no nobody said well you're sorry but you're gay so please get on our team everybody was like yeah you're not good and we weren't gonna pick you up anyway true on another note i loved your analysis of they schools it had me almost doubled over on the train the other morning probably had the other passengers thinking i was touched in the head i too used Ah. to nod my head to that song thinking they were dropping mad knowledge son then again i used to think dmx is one of the greatest poetic minds of our generations i've since come to realize that there wasn't a deeper meaning to the question what these bitches want from a nigga I know it wasn't. That's the deepest it go, honey. Yeah, he used to always try to end with a poem, and that shit would be. Everybody used to act like it was so super deep, and those poems were not deep. No, they were terrible. Am I a snake? Cause the God see the light. I was like, what are you no, talking about? Not deep. You just yelling at me, sir. Get off the crack. <sighs> On the subject of schools banning yoga pants, I will say this: anybody that thinks stopping teenage girls from wearing tight pants will force teenage boys to focus doesn't know teenage boys. Yeah, that's true. They could be wearing burkas. My dick was getting hard anyway. <laughs> Didn't even fucking matter at that nope. point. 
just had to put a book on it and go answer the question at the chalkboard. I don't know about you, but I think when I was that age, the things that would make me think about sex range from being in the proximity of young ladies to waking up in the morning. Don't get me wrong. As a parent, I believe wholeheartedly in uniforms, just not for the body shaming reasons of these administrators. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It's easy for parents. I know what you're going to wear. Yeah. And, you know, a little less bullying and so much stature. You know, I I got the Nikes on that are from LeBron James. Like, okay, cool. Yeah, that and something else people don't talk about. Uh, a lot of places where gangs are really heavily do it because they say they don't have to worry about kids getting shot for colors. Uniforms make it make life a lot easier for parents who don't have to be mortgaging their homes to buy clothes. And poor kids don't have to worry so much about keeping up with their wealthier counterparts. They are a great equalizer. There are some people that say that uniforms stifle teens' creativity, but if you observe teens, they they all dress alike anyway. <laughs> they do. Thank you for another week of excellent shows. So thank you, Emil, for writing the show. We really appreciate it. Um, we'll be back tomorrow at 10 a.m. Um, no guests scheduled as of yet, but uh, we'll see you guys in the morning. Um, thank you so much for coming out to the feedback show, and thanks for supporting us for another week. Until tomorrow, I love you. I love you too, baby. Mwah.